Good morning, everyone. My name is Nate. Beck and I, we lead Lift Church, and we're so excited to see you all here. And I'm um, so excited to have Cassie here as well. Cassie is a friend of ours, and it's just so great to be able to have friends on stage with us and to be able to share from your experience, from your journey. Can you tell us a little bit more about Israel? Where did it come from? Where, where did this idea come from? Um, well, first of all, thanks to um, Pastor Nate and Beck for having me this morning. Um, I'm big fans of these guys and how, how creative you guys are with um, church and how you lead it and how you present the gospel. So it's a real privilege to Thank be you. here. Thank you. Um, so at ISRA, like Beck said, we run creative and resilience workshops in schools um, with local councils and youth groups. Um, and it started um, just over five years ago now. Um, I was working in public relations um, and uh, really passionate about um, branding, good communication. And God kind of put on my heart to start something that um, was working with young people. Because um, right. at the time, there wasn't a lot in schools um, mm. that talked about good choices, good, good, um, I guess, good healthy mindsets, emotional resilience. There wasn't much that did that in a cool way. Right. I found that a lot of it was either like very kind of government department talk, or it was kind of very childish, like using cartoons and stuff in high schools. <laughs> and of course, like I remember being a teenager sitting through those chats and yeah. like totally switched off. Like, mm. these guys don't get what so I'm... Free period. These guys don't understand me. Like, you know, like, ah, oh, they don't understand the turmoil I go through. Um, and so I really wanted to create something that used good branding um, and actually used conversational language mm. to talk about, um, you know, those, those choices and those, those habits, those mindsets that will actually set them up for um, emotional strength and yeah. success. Yeah. Um, yeah. So did that answer your question? Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. So... so that, that was five years ago, you started yeah. pitching it to schools, mm -hmm. councils, yep. where, where are things at now? <laughs> um, so I remember I'd booked my first workshop before I even knew what I was going to talk about, <laughs> which is a <laughs> terrible <laughs> tactic. <laughs> no, that didn't happen. No, no, you were but so prepared. <laughs> I just knew God had told me to do something. I didn't know exactly what it was. Yeah. Um, and we worked it out along the way. God showed me more. <laughs> I listened to my target market. <laughs> mm. um, and so now um, we actually... God opens up so many opportunities for us to speak in public schools, private schools. We do a lot of work with local councils. We've worked with um, the local juvenile detention centre. Right. Um, we've done a lot of work, in, a bit of work in Sydney. Um, mm. So yeah, God's really opened up a lot, um, which is a massive privilege. And we've evolved a lot. Um, yeah, that's fantastic. You know, as more team members have come on board, they've brought their flavour and their mm. perspective, and that's kind of helped us to develop more of an excellent offering. Great. So when you started Israel, can you share some of the challenges that you faced starting something up from nothing, I guess? Mm. What was that like? Um, I think my biggest challenge, apart from like... I don't know how to run a business. I don't know how to do taxes. I don't know how to. <laughs> What's an ABN? How do I do an invoice? Um, apart from all of that, I think it was my own resilience right. that was my biggest challenge. Um, mm. Developing my own um, ability to deal with failure and feedback. And I think, I think that was my greatest challenge. And it's so funny because that's what we were trying to <laughs> yeah. equip young people with. And I think it's just a great example of how God 
can use us while he heals us, while he grows us. Mm. Um, it's so humbling too because you know that you're not doing it on your own. You know that <laughs> he's playing such a big part in it. Yeah. And I think one of our keynote workshops is um, about dealing with failure and mm. developing a growth mindset and bouncing back. Um, and I think every time I, I talk about it, every time we go through the points, Holy Spirit, like, yep, cool, you need to work on that, Cass. You need to, <laughs> <laughs> like, we've d I've literally done that workshop mm. to thousands, probably tens yeah. of thousands of young people. And every time I feel like I'm still growing in that area. And yeah, okay. yeah. <laughs> so it's kind of like knowing that you had something to give, it wasn't perfect, mm. and that was a bit scary. Oh, so scary. Like, so scary. I don't, I don't think I, for being really honest, I don't think I... I I experienced anxiety until I started the business. <laughs> I, I became very well aware of what anxiety was and what a panic attack looked like when yeah. I started a business about resilience. <laughs> oh, the irony. <laughs> so how, 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 did you, how did you, I guess, face that? How did you work past that? Because I think that's probably something that anyone that's got an idea, anyone that's got a dream, yeah. stepping out is probably one of those really scary things. I was reading this, um, this book about a guy that did a startup and he was saying part of the greatest, one of the greatest challenges is starting because you have this fantasy about what things oh, look like yeah. and then the moment you start it, it goes from fantasy to reality and there tends to be a massive gap between that. Reality can be very disappointing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, it was such an encouragement to all of us this morning. <laughs> You're welcome. Goodbye. <laughs> no. Um, yeah, good question. So the question is, how do you... How did you face that anxiety, that worry, that disappointment, and yeah. continue to go from there? Yeah, I think, I think there are a few elements. I think I really struggled with what a lot of you have probably heard of as like imposter syndrome. It's that fear of like, everyone's going to work out. I have no idea what I'm doing. I'm going to be exposed as a fraud and I'm going to... I don't even know what the consequences would be of that in <laughs> like having your own business. People don't book you, but I was scared of something much worse happening. I don't yeah, know right. what it was. Um, mm. I think so. I think there were a few elements to it. It was learning to be open enough to admit to the right people that I didn't know what I was doing so that mm. I could get better. Right. Because with business, I feel like running your own business is or leading, <laughs> there's a there's a constant healthy bluffing that you're doing. Like uh, to this group, to the people you're leading, yeah, I know what I'm doing, but I'm also staying humble to learn. Like, and then mm -hmm. to these people, I'm like, oh my goodness, <laughs> I need so much help. I don't know what I'm doing. And yeah. I think it's walking, learning to walk that line humbly with mm. God. Of like, okay, God, you have called me to do this, mm. but I also don't know what I'm doing and I couldn't do this without you. Mm. And so, yeah, learning that confidence in yeah. Him without it becoming arrogant and that humility before him without it becoming self-depreciating and um, undermining what he's actually put in your life. Because yeah. I, think, I think that's as much of a trap as pride. Mm. Um, that, that unhealthy self-obsession self of like, I'm not good enough. Like it feels, it weirdly feels more holy than pride. Mm. But to undervalue, undermine what God has put in your life yeah. is actually just as destructive. Mm. Um, Mm. And I guess it comes back to, you know, we know that quote by C.S. Lewis, humility isn't thinking less of yourself, it's thinking of yourself less. Mm. 
Mm. And so in those situations, yeah. I found the best cure for my anxiety was to keep my eyes focused on God right. and off myself. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's fantastic. I remember reading an article about how people with depression are actually uh, research shows that they actually think of themselves a lot more. That's a really interesting thing. So yeah. partly dealing with this anxiety, it kind of comes back because you're trying to face these challenges, but it's not really all about you. Totally. And I, I honestly believe that's part of our mental health you know, epidemic among young people these days. Yes, there are factors. There are chemical imbalances. There's all of that. But it is also because our society leads more and more towards self-obsession. Mm. Everything, everything enable like all our social media platforms are all yeah. about us. You looking know, at ourselves. Looking at ourselves. And, yeah. and obsessing over how are other people looking at me. Mm. And it's so unhealthy. Yeah, absolutely. Well, let's drill down a little bit more because we are talking about women and leadership. How has your journey highlighted certain challenges that you feel maybe a guy might not have had that same challenge or same experience? Yeah. Um, I think... I think there have definitely been times where, as a woman, I've been underestimated. Um, I think, so in a business sense, um, you know, I'm able to use that underestimating, you know, I'd rather be underestimated than overestimated. <laughs> I'd rather overperform um, than underperform. Um, so in a business sense, I think that hasn't affected me that much in the sense that if someone, you know, doesn't value what I do because I'm a woman I'll just find someone else to value my work like right. <laughs> in a business sense if that yeah. door doesn't open I knock on this door yeah um, I think times I have worked in corporate um, and kind of in-house communications and PR mm. um, there have definitely been times where I've experienced times mm. where I'm like oh I feel like uh, you treated that male co-worker quite differently to how you treated me right um, and yeah, I was thinking. I was thinking about this, and I hope this answers your question. Yeah. Um, but I, I hope that this is encouraging. Um, and like, I understand that in a, if you're working nine to five with someone who is blatantly discriminating against you, mm. that's that's really difficult, and that's something that you're going to need God to kind of move in that situation. Mm. Um, but I was thinking about times when I've faced what I perceive to be discrimination. Mm. And I think, I think there were two, two kind of perspectives that I could have about it. Um, one perspective was that there are definitely times when my behavior and my posture in a situation positioned people to respond to me in a certain way. Right. Like I think when I was fresh out of uni um, and not very confident, there are definitely times when my self-confidence um, set the tone of how that person should value my opinion. Yeah, okay. Um, and I noticed it... Um, I was working a couple of years ago in like, in-house communications mm. and um, I was working with my team leader who was a woman and we were doing a lot of advising of the executive team yeah. in communications and it was pretty much an all-male executive team. Right. And my team leader, my boss, was 18 months younger than me. Okay. So not that much, not mm. that much younger than me. Um, but I was a lot more confident and assertive with my opinion so if we were in meetings I was I was very comfortable to be like this is my opinion these are the reasons I'll respect your decision but yeah you know you know yeah. you don't pay me just to say yes you pay me to give my opinion sometimes yep. <laughs> um, and she was a lot 
she was a lot more hesitant to give her opinion, yeah. a lot more reserved, a lot. She felt a lot more intimidated by those situations. And mm. I definitely saw them treat my opinion very differently to hers. Yeah. And so I think there are times where our posture is said, you know, doctor, I feel like Dr. Phil says that, you know, people treat people, <laughs> people treat you the way that you, you, treat <laughs> you let them, yeah, yeah. whatever it is that Dr. Yeah. Phil says is good. Um, <laughs> I have no idea. <laughs> I don't endorse every. I don't know, I don't know. Um, <laughs> but I was also thinking about, so sometimes we need to check the way that we're projecting and mm. whether we're walking in the confidence of our identity being a God. Yeah. Um, and I think there are also some times where we need to not take things personally. Mm. Because the Bible talks about um, we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities yeah. and powers. And I think um, we need to acknowledge that, um, you know, we have an enemy who, want, who wants to see us intimidated. Yeah. And so sometimes... Um, that intimidation is dressed up as gender discrimination. Sometimes right. it's dressed up as race discrimination. Sometimes mm. it's dressed up, you know, he wants to intimidate us. Mm. And so sometimes what looks like this person discriminating against me based on my gender is actually just my opportunity to pray against that. Mm. And my opportunity, when I take that personally, then it's an attack on my identity. Yeah. And I'm kind of giving into that intimidation. Mm. But when I decide, hey, this person's not my enemy. Yeah. What's this spirit of intimidation? This, all of that's my enemy. So I'm going to pray against that, and I'm going to, um, you know, trust. The Bible also says that promotion comes not from the east or the west, or yeah, or something like that. But it comes from God. Yeah. And so, you know, there are times where you do need to um, report discrimination. You do need to follow the process because there are things that happen that are definitely not appropriate but there are also times where i need to decide okay i'm not going to let this intimidate me yeah and i'm going to choose that i'm not going to also make this person my enemy yeah okay. i'm going to trust that god's going to go before me and mm. and open up what is right for me yeah, so yeah. it's not disregarding potential difficulties mm. but it's also trusting that god's on your side and yeah. helping you out yeah we're going to be running out of time and i do want to hit up this question um because me as a guy, I will never experience this, but you recently had a child, and I can never have a child, um, <laughs> I think, unless God changes something <laughs> radically in me. Um, but that is an experience that for you as a young uh, entrepreneur, also becoming mum, how did that affect you and how did you navigate that season? Mm, um, yeah, I think it's interesting. Your um, priorities do shift a little. Um, which I was so, I was dreading happening when I was right. pregnant. I was like, no, I don't want to care less about the call of God in my life. Like, oh, being all dramatic. <laughs> but it happens. Like, you fall in love with this little human and you want to do everything for them. Yeah. Um, but I was actually thinking about this before. Um, I think that for me, it's learning that balance of managing my drive, mm -hmm. which... While she is now my greatest priority, I actually have a bit more time to think about ideas for my business, how to expand right. it, how to mm. grow it. And it's managing, I, I think over the last few months, I've really had to get God's help in, 
in, I want to just go hard on these ideas. I want to put everything into it. But then I also have a crying baby sometimes who just <laughs> won't be quiet. <laughs> Don't you know that I need to finish this email? Yeah. And, <laughs> and I was like making the mistake of reading all these books that were all about make the most of every minute. I was like, I want to. <laughs> but she keeps crying. <laughs> and um, so I think for me, it's been um, my personality is to just go beat down every door and the right one will open like, and God will have to slam shut the wrong door because I'll be beating it down myself. Um, and I think in this season, I'm having to learn um, to like wait more on, on Holy Spirit to like direct me to just the right mm. one. Because before, if I wanted to spend all my energy beating down every door, it was only me who paid the price. Yeah. But now my family pays the price. Mm. If I spend all my energy on my business trying yeah. to open doors that aren't mine, mm. that takes away from time for my family or yeah. means that she's not getting home cooked food or she's, <laughs> you know, <laughs> too many um, grocery store, <laughs> um, what are they called? Pouches. Um, pouches. So <laughs> I have no idea. So. They suck the pouches. Um, <laughs> sorry, that went in a weird direction. But I think, um, yeah, in this season of being a mum and having a business, I am having to rely even more on God's direction mm. um, and helping him, uh, getting his help on making sure that my priorities are right yeah. in like each day. Yeah. 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 So in a big way, even though business, leadership, organization, that's all important. Mm. Sometimes maybe parenthood is a good way to kind of check why those things are important as yeah. well. Yeah. Totally. And there's also benefits of it. Like you were mentioning, there's space to, to think differently yeah. and do differently as well. Yeah. Yeah. That's fantastic. Yeah. Well, that's all the time that we have for this interview. Why don't you thank Cassie with me? And just to highlight some stuff that is uh, available, um, we have some of her business cards over on the yellow desk in the foyer. So if you do want to uh, get in touch with Isra and Cassie, that's available for you. And um, also, Isra does a whole bunch of different things like ebooks and, and all of that that is available. I think the latest one was about social, social media. Yeah, social media and emotional health. So that's awesome. a free ebook available. It's a free ebook. There you go. Everyone likes free stuff. So you can access that on, on the Israel website. And so, why don't we just thank Cassie one more time? We hope you've enjoyed this week's message. Follow us on Instagram at The Lift Church or on Facebook at Lift Church Perth. That will give you all the up-to-date information about what's happening in the life of our church. Thanks again for listening. God bless.